Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to season 11 of the Parenting Aces podcast, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We are so excited to have with us this week, Jack Oswald of Cancha Bags. Jack is a former top junior player. He lives in the UK. And after trying his hand on the Pro Tour, he has decided to take a step back and give back to tennis in a different way by creating a product line that tennis players can't live without really. And so I'm excited for you to hear from him and hear about his cancha bags and accessories and how he went from junior tennis to professional tennis to business owner. Before I bring Jack on, just a quick reminder, if you're not already, we'd love to have you become a premium member of Parenting Aces. You can do that by going to parentingaces.com and clicking on the join button. Simple, easy, and just totally necessary if you're a tennis parent trying to figure out this junior tennis thing, or if you're getting close to college recruiting time and need some guidance and advice there. We also offer one-on-one consultations, which you can take a look at in our online shop. Again, parentingaces.com, just click on the shop button and it's all right there for you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and now enjoy my conversation with Jack Oswald. Hey, Jack, thanks so much for joining us on the Parenting Aces podcast. Alisa, yeah, thank you. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. So you're a first timer. And for all of our first timers, I always like to give you the opportunity to tell your tennis story, how you got started in the sport and a little bit about your junior tennis experience. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, some people know me as the founder of Cancha now, but I had a long history of playing uh, junior tennis and and eventually senior tennis. I uh, was born in America, actually, to English parents, so somehow kept the English accent. But we moved over when I was very little to Virginia, and um, I played sort of a lot of the Mid Atlantic tournaments when I was younger. But really caught the bug in in the states for for tennis, and my dad was into it. But um, yeah, it was just a lot more uh, you know availability of of courts and everything in the states in comparison to the UK at the time. So. Um, I was just, I felt very privileged to be there and be, and be playing. And, and my first ever coach who became a really like a, a very, very good friend of mine to this day was in, was in, was in Virginia and taught me everything he knew. So, um, that's how things got started for me with tennis. And, uh, I played a lot of tournaments and, um, around the country that my parents helped, helped me go to. So it was my friend who used to take me, um, his son also played. So he sort of combined that and used to play a lot of tournaments around the mid Atlantic. 
um, and just kept going from there. I was lucky enough to visit a few academies when I was around 13, 14 and in Florida. And then I went over to France and trained quite a bit in France and back in the UK um, and played a bit on ITF um, junior circuit a little bit. And um, and yeah, and, that's, and then started to try and play seniors and the sort of lower level futures circuit, which was a big uh, eye opener for me. And uh, that's where I that's where I really um, I was able to travel a lot, and uh, especially I mean even as I was a junior, I was traveling quite a bit. But this was you know week in week out traveling and competing, and it was it was a lot of fun and, and but difficult at the same time. And it's a lot of where uh, the story of Cancer starts really with the, the ambition behind you know traveling for for sports and trying to do that in a better way. Well, let's transition right into Cancha then. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned in the intro, you are the developer of a new line of tennis bags and accessories that go along with those bags. And, you know, I've had the same tennis bag for uh, at least a decade, maybe longer. And tennis bags aren't something that's really innovated very often. Um, so I think it's really cool that you decided to dive into that area and that marketplace. Can you tell us why you saw a need for a different type of tennis bag? Yes. I mean, it started really with my my travels on the on the professional circuit and um, week in, week out, ba- and bags breaking on me a lot during that, during those travels. Um, they're bulky as well. They're you know, traditional tennis bags are not are not really built for for traveling like that. And um, yeah, I used to go through bags like like no tomorrow breaking on me and zips going and um, yeah, just you know if you're trying to take a, a, a you know big size tennis racket bag on a, on an airplane, you're going to have some troubles. So it's um, it, it started with all of that and really the frustrations from that, but also just traveling in general for my my sport was difficult and it uh you know all the equipment we take around as as tennis players and more so than other athletes so it's um you know that was where it really started uh and and also you know a, a big part of, of cancha was that and, and the product itself but also i was you know very lucky to be able to pursue my own passion in tennis as a as at a young age i was supported by uh, my parents immensely in that and i'm obviously forever grateful for that and i wanted to create a brand where uh we we developed tools that really empowered individuals to pursue their passions so we started with tennis and that's where my my background is um but yeah we've, we've also got other bags and for different sports and um and, and use that same uh that same mindset in you know how can we make it easier more efficient and and more fun so you have a bag with you that you can show us for those of you I watching watching this episode. If you're not watching it now, go on parentingaces.com and check out the video version or on our YouTube channel. Yeah, so I've got our, our country racket bag here in Forest Green. Still got a tag on, sorry. Um, and this is our this is our um, our first product of launch. So this is our it has got fits three rackets inside, four three to four rackets inside. So our main water-resistant zipper down the sides with a divider. Um, but the really main thing about this bag is the, is the modular design that we spent almost three years developing. And it's uh, based on a the Molly method, which is used by um, the US and, and UK Armed Forces to attach tactical gear. But we, we simplified that and made it a lot more user-friendly for an average, average uh, athlete. So um, these little slots here, we have clips that allow different accessories to attach onto the front of the bag. Um, also the sides so um, you can really there's it's really highly customizable and uh, we use premium materials as well that are water resistant very durable we source all of our materials from um from specific suppliers that uphold certain standards in 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 from an environmental perspective but also from a social uh, perspective 
So we really try and combine that innovative design with with purpose built materials to try and create bags that are really that are built to adapt, um, built to built to last as well. Mm-hmm. And talk about the modularity of it because that's really the unique feature to me mm. of Cancha. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the modular aspect was uh, based on really the idea that you know people aren't just taking their rackets to the courts. It's where they're going in between and and throughout the day. We wanted to support the the, the you know the daily routine of a of, of a tennis player. And so our accessories, you know, we've got two main accessories: the um, the wet dry bag, which holds keeps all your wet clothes from your dry clothes, um, and also the day bag, which is you know an independent bag you can wear it on your shoulder, carry your you know things for the office and stuff like that, and then attach it onto the racket bag for extra volume. And and what that the whole idea of that is that interchangeable you know aspect allowing different accessories to attach the bags mean that everyone can customize their bag to their daily routine and lifestyle, and also the bag's built to support that. It's built to you know go between the office and the tennis courts and, and or, or travel on a plane to your next destination. We wanted to really incorporate that into the design. It's funny because this whole notion of traveling with your bag on a flight for junior families that are traveling to tournaments comes up on a regular basis on our parents only Facebook group. And yeah, and you know, as new families get into the sport and their children start getting to a level where they are having to take flights to compete or to go to training in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, it's a big issue, right? Is you know, is my bag going to be allowed to be checked? I mean, or to be brought on board and put in the overhead bin, or are they going to make me check it? And then what happens to my rackets? And what happens if they lose my bag? I mean. I follow so many players on social media and I mean, there are at least 10 stories a year of players bags getting misplaced on their way to a tournament. And it's disastrous if that's how you're making your living. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and also just from the perspective of, of junior players, I mean, tennis bags are very bulky, big, and for small junior players, they're difficult to take around with them. If they're carrying multiple rackets around with them, it's difficult to carry those in, in really big bulky bags. I mean, my my parents, I'm sure other parents think the same, but they used to, you know, used to worry that I, you know, when I was really to like topple over, you know, with uh, with the, how big the bags were, and um, and it's you know it's probably not good for you know for the backs of a lot of a lot of junior tennis players either, and uh, I, or, or the parents end up just carrying them around as well, which is which can end up happening. So I think you know our you know our bags because they're sort of minimal and really lightweight, but also because you know they don't they're not huge by nature you know you can customize them based on what you need uh, you know for each session and so for, for junior players we think that they're you know particularly useful especially when they're you know really easy to carry around for them both traveling on an airplane but also just you know walking around their their club and actually being able to carry that gear easily and take it on a bike and all those sorts of things what kind of feedback are you getting from players at the pro level but also at the recreational level or maybe the high elite junior level on on your products yeah, I mean, I think the aspect of uh, minimalism and 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 travel and being able to travel more effectively is huge for both you know for players of all levels, whether they're just traveling on a, you know across the world or or just a, you know from A to B around around a city or a town. So it's um we've had I mean we've had lots of players luckily who have really uh, you know, taken taken to the bags and Ashley Harker Road, uh, former uh, I think th- 30, 40 in the world WTA players. Um, a big advocate of our bags, um, Fanya King, um, who also used to, so 
you've got some pro players certainly you you are you know really liking our bags and we've also launched a racket bag pro which is still very you know lightweight and easy to travel with but carries a few more rackets in sort of six to eight rackets inside for for more um you know you know touring players who need who need that much equipment but uh yeah i think the and and also the durability of our bags in, and in that that's a big thing as well and that we we ensure that they're you know they're built to last absolutely You've formed a lot of partnerships so far. You're a relatively new company still, but how important are the partnerships to the development and the success of the brand? Yeah, it's um, it's huge, and I and I I've become more aware of that as time has gone on. You know, starting out, you know, the tennis world is competitive, not just uh, just not on the on the on the game perspective, but you know, the brands landscape is very competitive, and trying to make your way in there is tough. But I think two things. I think we've been very True to our uh, our story and our and, and who we are and, and our basis in tennis, I think my own story is as as a as a real as a player who spent twenty years who is still still players this day and spent twenty years playing. Who, you know, I wanted to give back to the sport, and that story is is it helped us be you know genuine among our audiences. But also, you know, partnerships is is definitely very big, and we've you know with whether it's tennis warehouse who who I've become um good friends with a lot of the 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 people there and they've been very very supportive I'm hugely grateful to them they've been very supportive of of everything we've done and um we but we've also partnered with uh events tiebreak tents um uh sort of a big uh tiebreak-esque event that's held a lot of around around the world we've just recently partnered with them um and uh, and those and also you know companies like Slinger as well we've we've we're in close co- um, communication with and partnering on a few things so um, you know those really help because not just because you know they've got a bigger reach than us and they but they also understand um, how the tennis landscape works and how we can how we can find our way there so they've been hugely helpful so I'm, you know very grateful to all of them. There's been a lot of talk in recent years about the need to innovate in our sport. It's an old sport. It's been around for a very long time. It's very slow to change. There are a lot of people that fight change tooth and nail. Um, I'm among them. Like when, you know, no ad scoring first came out, I was one of those people that's like, no, 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 we have to keep traditional scoring. But you know, I'm starting to come around to some of the changes too. And I think, you know, seeing young players who have grown up in the game start to wrap their head around what needs to happen for the game to continue to grow and thrive is really promising for the sport. And, you know, I've come to appreciate the fact that we're starting to see so many private individuals and entities step up and do something different because what's what we have been doing for decades is not working so well right now in terms of growing the game. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And I think it's not, you know, it's not just, I mean, it's across all demographics that people, you know, in tennis really like um, the traditional aspect of it. And, and I think on one hand, it is really important to hold on to that and the roots of our sport, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if you can just the way things are going um, with this sort of digital revolution that we're we're all living through, um, you know, especially which has really sped up over the last couple of years. I mean, it's becoming a, a, a not an if but a when, and and these and these modern changes the sport are, you know are coming. It's you know hugely, and those those pe- people and brands who who really embrace that are obviously going to be able to contribute more, I think, to 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 the future of our sport. So. Um, that's something obviously I want Kanji to be uh, very involved with, and and I think it's also not just an aspect of from that, but I think also 
Um, it's becoming more apparent. I think that tennis brands have to be more involved with the tennis community as opposed to, you know, sponsoring a top player, having them wear their things, plastering logos everywhere. And I mean, another thing about our bags is we'd use very minimal, if any, lo- logo anywhere because for us, it's all about uh, personal expression for the for the for the player. You know, uh, you know their own identity and not our ours, and being able to empower them to do that. So, I think, um, but also we're you know. Although we're, you know, fairly small in comparison to some of the big tennis brands out there, we're, you know, quite involved with with the tennis community, um, with junior players starting to sponsor, but also to help them out, but also uh, involved with clubs in the UK and the US. And the reason for that is simply because we, you know, that's that's how brands need to to be in, in you know in this modern tennis landscape. They need to be involved with tennis and and, and growing the sport, not just trying to profit from it. So are you keeping the kind of appearance of the bag very simple because you hope to become like the water bottle and the laptop where people are slapping stickers on or patches or, you know, making them personalized like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think well, where we differentiate ourselves is our design. So, you know, country bags are very different in their design, in the materials we use and um, and their innovative nature. So that's what sets it apart. And People can still notice country bags from a while away because they can actually, you know, they can see that, you know, some very, very modern design that we use to, to produce our, our products. Um, so therefore, we don't really feel the need to, to use a lot of branding. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think we're obviously we're looking, that's the goal. We obviously want people, more and more players to be using our bags, more, more athletes in general to be using our bags. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think the reason that we hope that the reason that will happen is because, because it actually, uh, because players and feel comfortable using our products and how it and how it benefits themselves versus you know that maybe the what it's portraying to others right right interesting i don't know if you're familiar with what's going on in the college tennis landscape here in the u.s but earlier um well last summer i guess by the time this airs um <laughs> last summer the ncaa and uh the supreme court ruled that name image and likeness can be used in college sports here and so Branding has really gone beyond just professional sports now and is really making its way down into college sports, which then makes branding as a junior player, if you want to be attractive to a college team, it makes branding important at that level too. So I think, you know, it's interesting that you guys are really conscientious about the branding and how you're using it and how you're choosing partners so that you do stay true to the mission and the brand itself rather than um, straying from that, you know, and and I'm excited to see how this takes life in the junior tennis world. I think it's, you know, it's a real opportunity for kids to get the bag and, and as you said, make it their own, express their brand through your product and at the same time showcase something unique. And I, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Um, One of the partners that you have and one of the pieces of your mission is to give back to the environment. And you mentioned that the materials that you use are, you know, that you chose them based on environmental issues. Can you talk a little bit about that side of things? Because as I was mentioning to you off air, 
I think it's really cool that your generation is putting importance on conservation efforts, environmental efforts, and seeing a new brand emerge that has that at its core is really cool for me. I, I'm I'm excited about that piece. Thank you. I mean, yeah. So since we started um, in back in 2018, we immediately became members of One Percent for the Planet, which was uh, which is an organization. Um, started by by founder of Patagonia, um, and it's a, it's a really brilliant um, nonprofit organization which in which partner brands donate one percent of their annual revenue, and that's and that's revenue, not profit, mm-hmm. um, to to certified environmental nonprofits. Um, and I mean, I, I love the idea first of all because it it's it, it's not something that you need to be a massive corporation to do. It's it's you know it's one percent of whatever you're 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 earning. So anyone, any any brand, any company, any public figure can can do this, mm-hmm. um, regardless of of their of their earnings. They can you know it's it's one percent of what relative to what they're earning. So I think it's a fantastic idea. But also, they you could you get to choose as, as a company from their list of uh, of certified. Um, environmental nonprofits, who you want to support, and um, that's a huge opportunity for us to to really do something that's close to you know heart for us. But also, you know, it, it is really important for for brands to set aside uh, a, a portion of, of what they're what they're earning to to to, to the planet. Uh, you know, it's and it's not. It's I feel that it's it's uh, it's not so much a really whether you, whether you should or not it's it's really just an obligation for every single brand to, to be doing this and i think more and more companies are, are becoming aware of this and they've got they're growing hugely as an organization they're you know they're partners and um you know really amazing part of it and, and another thing is that we get to meet like-minded organizations across various different sectors and see how they are you know improving the way they uh the, you know the way they operate and the way they can do it with minimal impact on the environment and that's that's a really big part of it because you know it's, an, it's also an improvement process you know we mm-hmm. as we continue to grow we need to find ways to do that sustainably and one percent of the planet is uh is a great uh help in, in 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 understanding how to do that can i ask which organization you chose to support so we well we we chose a variety of ones um we but across um deforestation um and and that was mainly the one i think we we i've been to countries um unfortunately where i've you know for tennis where i've seen a huge amount of deforestation so i chose a, a, a what well, we chose as a, as a as a company we chose a few different companies across there um so yeah that's that's kind of where we where we've done things we've focused things so far what is coming for you in 2022 as the brand starts to become more well known and you start to get more market share. Um, what's next? Yes, yeah, so we've just um, we've just launched uh, our Racket Bag Pro, which is a, is a new bag for, for players. We've also got our Cancha Backpack, which is a, a modular sports backpack for for a variety of activities. We have tennis players and you know all sorts of athletes though um, using that product and. Um, we want to obviously uh, establish ourselves a bit more. Um, we've, we've. I mean, I've been uh, overwhelmed with how with the progress we've made in the last sort of twelve months um, in the US and, and Europe and the UK. But um, I think partnering with other brands is a huge thing, and, and finding ways to to deliver value to to tennis players and and, and athletes alike. But um, you know, we're we're working on a number of things. Um, I think we we're taking the approach though that we you know we don't do anything just for the sake of doing it. We do it because we think we can actually make a difference. Um, you know, and, and and a lot of people come to me and say, well, you know, do you want to maybe do apparel or something like that? And I say, well, you know, 
you know, I'd love to, but I'd love to once I know that we can actually make a difference there and, and do it in a way that I actually feel like is is making a difference to 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 the market and also to the community. So I think that's 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 kind of where our focus is. Can you talk a little bit about where the Cancha bag is sold and how people can get it, what the price point is and all of that? Yeah, of course. Um, so we've we, we sold primarily on our website, canchabags.com. Um, we're also sold on Tennis Warehouse in the US. So, um, and, and we have a variety of, of different bags and accessories. So the price um, point changes, but um, we're sort of just over $100 up to sort of $200 plus, depending on how many bags and accessories mm-hmm. uh, you buy. But um, yeah, I mean, we're, we, we ship worldwide. Um, we actually partner with a, with a shipping uh, provider in, in the UK that allows us to ship all of our, our orders carbon neutral. So regardless of where it goes in the, in the world, we're actually able to neutralize uh, our carbon emissions um, through that, which is, um, you know, which gives us the opportunity to really ship, ship worldwide. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'll <laughs> say, I mean, you sent me a bag and, and I've, you know, I've played with it um, a little bit. And I think, you know, to me, the most unique feature of the bag is the ability to, to snap the components on and off as you need them. So if you're just going out for a hit and all you need is rackets and balls and maybe a towel, that'll all fit inside the main bag. But if you're packing for an event and you need snacks and you need, you know, your first aid stuff and you need a change of clothing and an extra pair of shoes, there are different pieces that you can just attach to the main bag and that all goes with you very easily. So you're, as you're saying before, the bag doesn't have to be so heavy and bulky on a day-to-day basis, but can be added to as you need it to be. Yeah. And I think also, I think um, something that's actually uh, come to my attention, which I hadn't foreseen is that we actually see um, a lot of families, uh, buying cancer bags within their family because they can, because they're all, because we have this um, ecosystem where everything can attach to everything through this modular design. So, you know, the backpack can actually attach to the racket bag, but it can also attach to the wet dry bag, attaches to the racket bag. So all these different bags accessories attached to one another and are compatible with one another. So we have, you know, family members who, you know, parents might have a backpack and the, the, the kid has a tennis bag and, um, and they can swap around accessories between them as and when they need them. So that's something that's really surprised me over over the last sort of year or so where we've seen that happen. Sorry, I'm having an issue with my mic. I'm just trying to fix that real quick. That's fine. There we go. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, one of the things, uh, the bag that you sent me, how it differs from the bag I have been using, the bag I have been using has all these compartments and zippers and things like that. And I had stuff stashed everywhere. And twice a year, I have to dump it all out and clean out all the, you know, the, the Band-Aid wrappers and the empty um, cliff Bar wrappers and, you know, all of those things. Instead of doing that, your main bag is really just for the rackets. I mean, that's that's what goes in the main piece. And then all of the accessory pieces are to hold and easily remove the stuff you don't need. And, and that makes it a bit easier for somebody like me who I play recreationally, but when I go to a match, I got to make sure I've got all my stuff because, you know... Yeah. 
<laughs> I got to stay hydrated. I got to make sure if I get a blister, I can take care of it. All those things. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So um, you'd mentioned more partnerships coming in 2022, possibly, you know, expanding the line a bit more. Um what else do we need to know about Cancha? Where can we find you? What's the price point on the bag? Well, you talked a little bit about the one to $200, depending on what you do. Um, but um, are you on social media? Can people follow you? All that. Yeah. So yeah, um, we're on social media on just about every channel, I suppose, um, at cool. Cancha Bags. So that's our handle, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, um, and yeah, our website is cancherbags.com. So that's the way you can find all about, about us also about our commitments, sustainability wise. Um, you know, you can find out more about where our materials come from, uh, all that, all that sort of stuff, our, our journey so far. Um, and of course, all of our, all of our bags. <laughs> Did you grow up with this idea of saving the planet, giving back, making sure to protect the forest and the wildlife and all of those things, or is this something that's developed in you as you've gone through your tennis experience and other, other life experiences. I, I owe, I think I owe just about everything to, to two things. I'd say my parents and tennis. And I mean that because um, tennis is a sport that teaches you a huge amount of, of things um, in life. And I, I just, I, I owe everything to it. It's um, it's allowed me, it's given me the drive to pursue different things. It's given me the confidence to, but it's also given me the the the, um, the ability to bounce back from from difficulties, um, which I think is happens to a tennis player all the time. And so, I think um, you know I, I'm able to. I mean, I say I'm able to. I mean, I've had a huge amount of support with our, my team and 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 everyone along the way. And it's yeah, hopefully we're just getting started. But um, I think it you know even to be able to start Panic, I think it was because of tennis. And the idea came from my time on tennis, but also the confidence and the. Uh, it, it, to be able to do it came from tennis so I, I mean it, as speaking to parents I think that I would encourage them to you know not to one one thing I was very lucky about is my parents never forced me to play tennis it was always something I wanted to do and that gave, that really made the bug even stronger because it was always something I wanted to do so I think um, as parents if you can you know obviously if you can encourage tennis that's great but I think if you can let it grow and within them that passion it will serve them for the rest of their life um, it really will I love that. You are echoing a message that I say all the time. So well done. It's almost like I coached you ahead of time, but of course I did not. <laughs> well, Jack, thanks so much for being with us. And I really wish you all the success with Kancha and what whatever the future holds for you and your company. And um, thank you for sending me a bag. I'm, you know, going to keep playing with it and, um, Hopefully people are going to start asking questions about, Hey, what's that cool bag? Where'd you get it? How can I get one? And I'll be glad to pass along your contact info, but um, stay in touch and keep us posted on what's going on. And, you know, when there's big news to report, I hope you'll reach out and come back on the podcast. Absolutely. No, thank you so much, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great holiday and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. To my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, 
please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.